me better than the last me. Uh-huh. All I can fit was spreading the truth and compassion. Uh-huh. And whenever they ask him, I be, I be, I be praising. I be, I be, I be. You just heard Praisin from the album The Intro by Denise LaShawn. Go check out Denise LaShawn's music on Spotify or any other music site. Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the good and amazing, great parts of your life collide with the bad, messy, and hard parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful and amazing person that you are. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories of people from all walks of life. And my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the podcast um, this week. And I'm so excited because this week we have our first ever couple on the show. So um, I got to interview this awesome, wonderful couple that I know. And I'm so excited for you to listen to them. So it is Amy and Mike Hoy. And they really just, we talk really a lot about marriage, honestly, because since I've never had a couple on the show, I thought, let's talk about marriage, the highs, the lows, the goods, the bads, why it's worth it. So they answer all these questions. They also talked about a budgeting plan that they do that has really changed their life and the pros and cons of working together. Yes, they work, not only are spouses and live together, but work at the same place. So that's a lot of FaceTime. So we really do dive into that topic. Um, but these guests, they were so fun and so great. And I really, really hope you enjoy the real rawness of them, but also the hilarious, hilariousness of it all. All right, y'all sit back and enjoy this conversation. All right, everybody, we are back <laughs> on the Beautiful Collision Podcast, and today I have two wonderful guests, and they're actually our first ever couple together on the show. So um, we have Amy and Mike, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves, kind of tell you a little bit about them, but I will first say I actually met Amy first. We went to college together. And then clearly I met Mike when they started dating (laughs) and um, they are now married and I love them so much. So I'm really excited that they are here. So you guys introduce yourselves, tell us what you do, maybe a fun fact if you have one. Thanks, Margaret. Yes, I'm Amy Hoy. I'm here with Mike and met, like Margaret said, her in college and moved to Durham after college when we got... um, to meet each other and we've been married since September of 2015 and we both work for a local lawn care and landscaping company based out of Durham so it's pretty fun. Yep. I'm Mike <laughs> um, I'm from Indiana and I live in Durham. Awesome okay so since you're our first couple on the show we want to go way 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 back okay. so we from each your own perspectives we want to hear how y'all met and what was like the first thing y'all noticed about each other? So whoever wants to go first could go first. I was definitely the first one to notice. Uh, <laughs> I think Amy. So um, I think a lot of people noticed Amy the first time they saw her. But 
Um, I had moved to Durham from Indiana uh, in, I think, 2012 and was here for about a year and was single the whole time and completely happy with that. And then along came Amy and Mm -hmm. I pretty much knew from the time that I saw her that we were going to end up getting married. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. This is what he said. (laughs) True. I do believe him, but yeah, we did meet that it was in April and I moved to Durham in June. We both decided after we graduated college a year apart to become part of a ministry out of a local church, the one that Margaret and I went to when we were at UNC, mm-hmm. which was called then Go Urban and was planting people in under-resourced communities in the area mm-hmm. um, to just live out the gospel in that neighborhood and be committed there. So, yeah, I moved for that and met Mike first. Well, actually, technically, we first met at Kaylee, who's been a guest on this podcast, her birthday party, like, uh-huh. the year before, randomly, but didn't, like, really talk at all. And then when I, I guess when we officially met, like, shook hands, said, hey, this is me, this is you, kind of thing, was, um, like, a group, a team, ministry team meeting. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting down and, like, seeing Mike and then seeing his roommate and was at the table with them and his roommate wouldn't stop talking to me. And I was like, I, I kind of... Like, looking at Mike, like, it would be nice if we were talking more, but that was about it. Yeah. So, that's when we met. Okay. So, Mike, this question's completely directed to you. So, go a little bit more detail. What was the first thing, like, you noticed about Amy? So, you said you knew pretty quickly. Yeah. How did you know? I mean, to be honest, (laughs) I was just thought she was attractive. Um, Good. (laughs) I like honesty. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, I always really like to to date or be dating yeah um you know something like that yeah and then for the year that i was in durham there was just like this this peace this singleness yeah i just was not interested in anyone met a lot of really cool girls just had no interest in any right for dating and then as soon as i saw amy i was like that's a girl that i could date (laughs) (laughs) and i already was i already knew her friend kaylee Mm -hmm. who's like her one of her best friends so Mm -hmm. i already knew kind of what she was about and people that she hung around with so I had a good idea of the type of person she was mm-hmm. so I just made it a mission to get to know her a little to, bit better to go after her what yeah. was the pursuit like yeah let's hear that. Uh, <laughs> so I think I played it pretty cool for the first like two or three months and mm-hmm. then we went on a trip with a bunch of friends to Chicago yeah and then um at that point I pretty much was like zeroed in like yeah. all right this is my chance we're gonna spend three days together I'm gonna try to get to know her and from Amy's perspective, she basically said, like, every restaurant, I'd just be, like, right next to her. Every, <laughs> <laughs> like, like breakout session or, like, at the worship air, like time, yeah. like, there's Mike. <laughs> I was, I was pretty unashamed at that point, though. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't care who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do this. Yeah, that's awesome. So, y'all dated for how long before y'all got engaged? About a year. We dated... We started dating in January and got engaged the next February. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, she knows the exact date, so I'm just like, a year. Well, that's fine. <laughs> might be two years, might be six months. Maybe that's not uh, a guy thing. <laughs> so, okay, so so y'all dated for about a year, and so obviously Mike has said that he knew pretty early on. When did you kind of know, like, this is the kind of guy you wanted to marry? Or this is the person you wanted to marry? Or be, you know, with for the long haul? Whatever you call it. Okay. Well... I will say first that I fought feelings for Mike for a significant time, about six months. I felt the emotions and like 
was kind of flirting a little bit, but still trying to be very guarded and was just trying to pray away the feelings because I had gotten out of a relationship, and, you know, pretty recently and just wanted to root myself in Durham mm-hmm. and like post-grad life and was dealing with personal things. So we started dating um, in, like I said, January. And when we started dating, we both went into it saying, like, we're doing this intentionally for the purpose of marriage. Mm-hmm. So I had already known before we started dating, like, I could see a mate forever in Mike. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, need to spend a lot of time. Um, and we dated for about, like, ten months. And I think it, after, we started talking about really marrying each other late in the summer, like, early in the fall. And Mike actually wanted to get engaged sooner than we did and I just had this crisis of like I I don't I'm not ready for this mm-hmm. like I we had a conversation one evening um coming home from a trip visiting my parents in Whole Foods and <laughs> sitting down and great place to have conversation <laughs> yeah, talking about it and I was just like I'm not ready for that mm-hmm. and so I spent a couple months just doing a lot of thinking and praying and Honestly, I had to just let go of this kind of future that I was trying to build and strive after that was really becoming a barrier to me to just like fully focusing on a future with Mike. Mm-hmm. So that was really what was going on in my heart. But I knew during that time, like I did want to marry Mike. It was like blocking me. Mm-hmm. So after that time, I was like, yes, 100%. Like I'm ready to do this after that little season. So Yeah, I think the one thing that I would add to that <laughs> yeah. is... At that point, mm-hmm. I had gone home to Indiana and had gotten a diamond from my mom that my dad had given her. Uh-huh. So I got a diamond. Uh-huh. I went to my, I was in my friend's wedding. Uh-huh. I caught the garter at that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> in another wedding, like a month before. Yeah. yeah. So at that point, I've talked, I've, and I'd just been in Indiana. So I talked to my mom, talked to my friends. Yeah. Everybody knows I'm about to get engaged. Yeah. So I'm driving back to North Carolina with a diamond in my car, a garter <laughs> yeah. for good luck. <laughs> a garter for good luck. like, mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not add that detail. <laughs> and then Amy's like, yeah, I'm not really ready for this. So that was probably the, the only point in our relationship where it was, I, it wasn't ever rocky, but yeah, I probably second guessed, like, okay, this is kind of my chance. Do I really want to go through with this or not? Because yeah. at that point I was like, I was ready to do it and kind of hit the brakes. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of changed my perspective and made me second guess a lot of things. But mm-hmm. I think it was really good for us because it was less about just going with the flow of things and emotions and more about, hey, this is a big yeah. deal. Are we really going to do this? Yeah. So what was, it was what, humbling. Yeah. <laughs> what were some things that helped you gain like clarity in dating for so obviously maybe not obviously but I'm a lot of people are dating to hopefully get married maybe some people aren't but for those that are what are some things that helped you gain clarity for each other like this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with because I think some people listening maybe are in the dating game or are not in the dating game but maybe one day or would like to be Mm -hmm. and just this question of like how do you know or how how do you know if this if this is that person? Mm-hmm. And there's no real like manual for that because some people right. date for five months and get engaged. Mm-hmm. Some some people date for three years and get engaged. And so I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. But for y'all specifically, mm-hmm. how do you know maybe the length of time you wanted to date if you did know? And then like what kind of gave you clarity for 
each other. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whoever wants to start that or handle that, mm-hmm. you can think about all of it. I think for me, you know, had I not known Amy's friends and had we not gone to the same church, and you know, I knew her faith, I knew her friends, I knew all these things. So mm-hmm. there really wasn't that much. It was more or less just like, do I like this girl and are we mm-hmm. compatible? So you did a lot of your observing before you even went on a date with her I think at that point I mean I was out of college and working supporting myself at that point I knew you know Mm -hmm. if I find the right person I'm ready to get married Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like Mm -hmm. it wasn't really a question for me it was more or less just let's go on some dates and kind of see how things Mm -hmm. go and then I think it was good that we gave it some time I don't I don't think it would you know we didn't rush into it Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah yeah I'll say two things I think I already mentioned that I was in a place where I wasn't looking at all to be in a relationship, but when there was a point for me before Mike talked to me that God really worked on my heart, and I was basically telling him, like, no, I can't be in this relationship because I'm not free from my struggle, Mm -hmm. and he was just like, no, you are free, like, I get to decide that and Mm -hmm. in a very loving way I realized that I was putting limits on myself and I think that it is important as a single person to be able to have an openness of heart of like okay Lord I'm ready or just just readiness to move into that stage Mm -hmm. is important but then like Mike said I mean we had so much in common like our lives aligned in so many ways from the biggest things and also had a lot of like small fun yeah. things in common that mm-hmm. um, once we realized how much we enjoyed being with each other mm-hmm. and dated a year, I mean, it was it was just really easy. Like, yeah. I just knew that I wanted the rest of my life with him because all those things aligned and I could see how we both positioned our life early on and that we would continue to position our life in that way. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Mike, I would, my a question I would kind of have, do you think it was better that because you kind of said this before, that you got to see her, like, in her relationships, mm-hmm. like, her friendships before. Mm-hmm. You got to see, like, what her faith looked like. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if y'all were super close friends before that, but you got to observe all those things mm-hmm. before you dated her versus just, like, I don't know, someone mm-hmm. just saying, hey, I know this, yeah. I know this girl, you know, that's cool. And then that was your first interaction. Like, your, your first date was your first interaction with mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I mean... Just hypothetical. Do you think that was beneficial more, or do you think that's just the way the chips fell? No, I think it is helpful. Yeah. I don't think that that's required. Right, right, right. Right. It's not always that convenient, but uh, I think it's definitely helpful because you get to see how they are apart from dating. Yeah. Because it's really easy to be awesome when you're on a date. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I think one maybe tip would be to spend time with people's family because when you see how people interact with their family, Mm-hmm. And their other friends that gives you a pretty good insight into the type of person they are. Awesome, cool. So now you're married, and you've been married for two, three, almost three years. Almost three years in September. Yes, um, I forgot. Okay, yeah. So almost three years in September. Um, so what have been some of first? Let's go. What have been some of the biggest joys about marriage that you've loved? Like that you've loved about it? Either fun things that you've done, fun trips that you've taken things that you enjoy about each other. I mean, there could be a lot of things, but just maybe one or two. (laughs) 
One of my favorite things about being married to Mike is just how both of our like really goofy, silly sides come out in a way that it just doesn't with anybody else. Like I certainly have a goofy, silly side with you mm -hmm. and our close friends, but there's just like a super raw, like childlike part of you that I think flourishes in in marriage. Yeah. And I've loved that so much. I really like just the all walls down yeah. um, aspect of marriage. So that's one. Yeah, I think just um, probably just being together all the time. Yeah. It's just nice to have a friend that's, you know, there with you all the time. You mm -hmm. can kick it on a Friday, watch Netflix. Yeah. Um, and talk through life with. Mm -hmm. So there's something going on at work or just stress about life, family stuff. Right. I mean, I think it's really helpful to have somebody there with you, especially when hard things happen in life. Um, that's been awesome. Yeah. Sweet. So now, obviously, the opposite of that is the biggest challenges. Um, so before, before, I want to, that's a really broad question, so I'm going to kind of go, like, narrow that down a little bit. Okay. Maybe what are some misconceptions that you feel, um, though people have, people think about marriage, um, that, or things that you didn't even realize that have happened in marriage that have been challenging. So things that maybe people never told you. So some of those things that you wish, and again, maybe pick one thing, but something that you wish, man, I wish I had known this um, in marriage or could have prepared for this more. And obviously, I mean, by the Lord's grace, you get through those things, but what are maybe some of those things? And again, you have time to think about it. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I do think that we went into marriage pretty sober-minded, just gratefully just from friends and community around us saying, you know, marriage is hard, it's a fight, and it's going to really show you your mess. Yeah. Um, but still, that, was, that has been true. And um, even going into it sober-minded, I think for me personally... I didn't real. I think there's just a lot of aspects of my personality that I didn't understand or realize until being married. Yeah. And um, it's really brought out both the best and worst in me. I don't know if that's what I would say has been like a misconception I heard in marriage yeah. that is different now that I'm married. But that's a good thing to touch on. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And I think if I could rewind and kind of prepare better, I would practice patience more very yeah. simply like we talked about this recently just how much a patient attitude would really settle down a lot of our conflict or just help us enjoy being married more or have a better attitude throughout life and that wasn't ever directly told to me yeah and I think it would be a very simple thing for me to have worked on yeah. to serve me in marriage I right. guess that's yeah. good yeah, I think I, I think I went into marriage thinking it was gonna be hard, and it's actually way harder than I thought. Yeah. I was. So as much as it's good, it's really hard. Yeah, um, and that's that's something I knew, but I don't think I was prepared for how much it would take, mm -hmm. how much maturity it would take in me. Because mm -hmm. um, just in the same way that it's good to have somebody there with you all the time, it's actually really hard because it's really easy to put on a good face at work and to put on a good face when you're out with friends, and then 
to Home's go like home. the safe place. Yeah. You just let it all out. <laughs> yeah, but then to have somebody with you all the time sees everything is just really tough. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that I had probably knew but subconsciously still thought that Amy would change as we got after we got married because mm-hmm. there's definitely things when we dated that were just personality differences or whether it was comparisons or whatever it was that I just thought well if I just point that out enough times she'll eventually change and not be like that mm-hmm. um, and I think it's taken me three years and still learning to just love and accept those things about her and not try to change her mm-hmm. into somebody I want her to be yeah but just learning how can I change and how can I react to her differently? Yeah. It's just tough. I mean, it's just really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super so. sacrificial. You have to be. Yes. <laughs> you want it to work. Yeah. So then on the opposite, well, not the opposite, but then another question is like, why is it worth it? You know, because I think in our society, today, a lot of people, I mean, I think everyone assumes marriage is, to some extent hard i think logically that makes sense because again you're living with even when you have roommates it's hard like you're living with someone um and like for me you know when i come home is when i you know wind down and i feel like i should be able to just be whatever i want to be i don't have to be you know professional or be whatever Mm -hmm. so i should be able to say whatever i want do whatever i want you know that kind of thing um and so obviously in our society i think divorce is huge um it's and it's a big thing and there are so many different circumstances as to why that happens. Um, and so, but maybe just from, again, I know y'all have been married three years, but just from those three years so far, like what, why is it worth it? Like, why is it worth it to you personally based off of your own experiences? And I know this can be different for everybody, but to y'all, yeah. why is it worth it as hard as it can be? I think Amy wants me to answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of answers to that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, I could list off a million reasons why it's worth it. Right. But the one that pops in my mind is just, it forces you to deal with those things. Yeah. So it forces me to deal with things that I didn't have to deal with when I was single. Right. Just insane amount of selfishness and just pride and mm-hmm. um, just selfishness. Like, I just want what I want. And I want to people to act the way I want them to and I want to be exactly you know I want to do whatever I want to do and it just doesn't work in marriage yeah you know because you can't you come home and then you've got expectations from someone else Mm -hmm. who wants you to do certain things and be a certain way yeah and then I have expectations and so we both have to balance that and so I think it's a balance between letting the other person be themselves and give them that space but also thinking about what they want from you and then trying to do that right um but we're clearly still learning. Yeah. Still learning. It's great. Yeah, I think for me and us personally, marriage is worth it based on our faith, ultimately. Marriage is worth it because we know that it was designed by God and it's really for Him and it's a picture of His love for the world. Mm -hmm. And it, like in Scripture, talks about it being a mystery. And I think that we have tasted a lot of the joys of true, really intimate, really vulnerable, but really also like going through just the deepest lows and the highest highs together and how beautiful that is um, when we're really, our hope is really in God. It's not in the other person to satisfy us or to fulfill our lives. We do satisfy and fulfill each other, but it's not the ultimate sense. Like 
only God can give. So I think that in the worst of the worst, when I'm like, this is so hard, like, why am I doing this? I, I do go back to, because I know God has created this. He's put us together. He has purpose for our union. Mm-hmm. He's working in this. Like Mike said, he's sanctifying us. He's making this something beautiful. He will glorify us if we let or glorify himself if we let him. Mm-hmm. So that's ultimately why it's worth it. Um, there's lots of other, like Mike said, there's many ways to answer it, but I think that's like the foundational one. Mm-hmm. I like what Mike said. I mean, I like what you said too. I like what both of you said. But I do like what you said about the, it makes, it forces you to deal with stuff. Yeah. Um, because I think, well, not, I know for me personally, I'm not super like vulnerable all the time mm-hmm. or if I, it's like constant accountability. Right. By like no choice of your own like you don't have a choice like you mm-hmm. like someone is keeping you accountable whether you like it or not because they're there yeah and so i think the opposite of that is people can just get really annoyed by that mm-hmm. and mad about that and just not deal with it and then become resentful mm-hmm. or they they can just be, kind of be like okay well this is what it is and this is what i'm learning so now i really do have to deal with this mm-hmm. and i feel like, like you said it's god's way of teaching us and i'm not married for those listening but just hearing that really seems like it is god's way of really Growing you, you, ultimately. Yeah, because accountability done right truly serves you, and you are so grateful for it. Right. right? Like, the ways that Mike has been able to point things out in me and encourage me like nobody else has, I am so thankful for that. It never feels good in the moment. My pride wants to rise up, and I want to disagree with him. I want to tell him his his way is wrong. Uh, Yeah. But then as life goes on, and yes, it's only been three years, but I realize, like, He's truly the person I need to to help me grow in the weaknesses that I have in so many ways. So I'm so thankful for that. And knowing that accountability truly is a gift once you welcome it. Yeah. You do want to be vulnerable and you do want somebody there who can speak into those things. So Mm -hmm. it is, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Anything else to add? I don't think so. I mean, I think, like I said, there's a million things you could say to why it's worth Mm -hmm. it, but... I've definitely seen myself grow a lot and just being forced to, and for me, I think, and I don't know if it's a guy thing or just in general, I feel the sense of responsibility Mm -hmm. that's just made me turn a complete corner because I was super disorganized before and didn't care about money, Mm -hmm. didn't like, just did whatever I wanted all the time. And there was just something in my brain that, that a switch that flipped and it was like, okay, now you're committing your life to someone. They're relying upon you. Um, to provide and you know that's that's been huge for me yeah yeah you've grown so what are some and these can be like funny things or even small things but what are some things that you realize so you know Mike for Amy or Amy for Mike that are like oh girls do this or like like or like or or even just a mentality that you feel like you've always had that maybe as a guy that's not how guys think. Like, I don't understand, you know, that has been interesting in learning and vice versa, Amy. So you're like, why are guys like this? And it could be, it doesn't have to be super serious. It could be funny, but what are some of those things that have been interesting to you to learn about a guy and you to learn about a girl? Man. (laughs) Mike loves this stuff. (laughs) You can give me two or three months. I'll a funny one, a serious one. (laughs) The funny one is I can shave and Amy will find like one tiny little hair in the sink and get so mad at me. (laughs) Yeah, every time I get in the shower, it's like, 
<laughs> so many hands. <laughs> so there's anyway. one. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's funny. So I think that's just that was supposed to be funny, but it's serious. Amy's not laughing. Um, and then the the biggest thing, and I think this is universal, but obviously there's always anomalies. Yeah. Amy will come to me with a problem, and I just want to fix it. Yeah. It's just like this happened today, and I'm really upset, and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, that's easy. Just do this. And yeah. She's like, what? What? Why are Why are you telling me that? I'm like, because you asked me. <laughs> And she's like, no, I didn't ask you. I just, I'm like, so you just want to tell me something's wrong, and and what am I supposed to do? <laughs> That's and, so funny. It's so hard because girls like yeah. to talk. Well, again, yeah. there's always anomalies, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. sure a girl listening will be like, "That's not me." But for the most part, I feel like sometimes we just like to talk. We just like yeah. to say the yeah. things. We don't want a solution right. Now we just want to come home, right? And say invent. Just like downloading your brain, and <laughs> yeah. your heart is helpful. Spit out all the information, and then we can like think about it later. And it makes no sense. <laughs> Let me At tell all. y'all what, Mike. So he for a long time just did the Let me fix this. Let me fix this. Let me fix this. And I, it just didn't work. And then he shifted to every time I would come to him with, I don't know why I kept trying. He would, you know. Hear me, and then he would just look like a deer in headlights. Like he would just I was just stand, afraid to say He would anything. sit there and look at me, and I'd be like, "What is happening?" Like he would be so scared to respond, and he just wouldn't respond. And then lately, now he'll he'll like I can see him processing in his brain, like, like what okay. should I say? What should I do? I'm scared. And then he'll just be like, "I'm sorry," and he'll speak really slow, and it it always does work out well. Now you've been doing great. Dude. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm also yes. not used to people crying just in general. <laughs> and it makes me really uncomfortable and I really don't know what to do. I'm just like, I think she's going to start crying and I don't know what to do right now. One of those ways we can grow. Learn how to help them crying. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Amy? Oh, there's a, there's a good amount. This may just be more of a personality difference than mm-hmm. like actual male-female thing, but I... I really like things in their place, and Mike really doesn't care (laughs) that there is a place for things that we have. Unless I have a place, and and Amy will move my things to her place, and I can't find them. Yeah, but I just spend a lot of minutes telling myself, it's okay, you can move this back to its place, and... It's okay that Mike will never understand that it has a place. So that's, that's awesome. just one thing. Mike knows that about like my brain. I don't think that's necessarily a woman thing. Yeah. But it's that's been one very big difference. Of like, oh wow, he really does not know that that does not go there, <laughs> or he really doesn't care. care or really, yeah. do, or he just that's doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. Those were good. Um, okay, so I'm going to kind of switch. So both of y'all talked, or Amy introduced y'all and said that y'all both work at the same company. Yes. So I think maybe for some people that sounds kind of crazy. So you work at the same company that your husband does. So literally, yes. you see each other all the time, possibly, for most of the day, unless maybe your, I guess, jobs, you do different things. But how is it working at a company, the same company with your spouse? Yes. You want to start? Well, we, yes. Okay. So Mike 
started working there a couple months before me, so he took the job first. We've both been there for almost two years. Mm-hmm. Mike obviously a little more than me. And Mike's job is sales. Yeah. So he is, well, primarily sales. He's out and about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Days. Um, so you don't necessarily see each other all day. Right. Okay. I'm the office manager, so I am basically in the office most all day long. Mm-hmm. But rewinding to when the job opportunity opened for my position, we did. I wasn't looking for a new job and got the job offer, and we were like, is this okay? You is know, this like, going to work? What are we going to do here? Are we going to survive? Is this going to be wise? But we did take it pretty seriously and talked to a lot of people, got to talk to some people who did work together, prayed about it, and ultimately felt like it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. And it really has been a huge blessing in so many ways. Um, We, I don't think it would be good if we saw each other all day long. I don't (laughs) think that would have worked. Um, But it is where we see each other enough to enjoy that. Yeah. But to also feel really connected and united in our work and in the vision of the company. Yeah. And being on the same mission to seeing it grow. Yeah. Benefiting the company, but also obviously our families benefiting. And we've just got amazing opportunities at this company to um, work with great leaders and see a small co- small business grow. Yeah. And learn the inner workings of a business. Yeah. Um, I would say a con is definitely, well... Here's two sides of the same coin. So, it's great that we don't have to come home and update each other on our work life because <laughs> we share our work life. I mean, there's obviously things that we fill each other, yeah. know, the details of our day, but we know what's going on, and that's really cool. Um, so, you can just skip that yeah. part when we get home. <laughs> yeah. We just kind of just talk, talk about, about other things. Yeah. Other things. But sometimes I do wish that we didn't talk about work as much as we do. Yeah. I wish that we maybe... I don't know. Just sometimes I get bored of it, I guess. <laughs> That's all. I'm just like, all right, enough. Because it is so yeah. common. Yeah. But. What are you? What about you? Yeah, I think that's the only thing I've noticed is that there are times where it's really easy to vent about work or just even strategizing or just talking about different work things because we both work together. So Amy knows kind of the inner workings of what's going on in my role. So if I'm thinking about work. And we're at dinner, and we're talking about work. It's easy to just kind of stay in that work mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's probably it. I think the reason it works for us is because we are pretty, like, black and white at work and out of work. Yeah. So we're pretty professional at work. Yeah. And we don't really treat each other that much differently than we treat anybody else. Yeah. I mean, we can be in a meeting together, and I, you know, I don't feel like I have to treat Amy like my wife. You know, obviously, like, I would never... Yeah, I know somebody crossed a line or something, but <laughs> for the most part, like I'm gonna give her my honest opinion and I'm gonna listen to hers. And mm-hmm. if I disagree with something, I'll say it, and I'm gonna treat her as an equal. And yeah. um, I don't think I would want her to work there if that wasn't if yeah. that wasn't okay. Yeah. You know, we should uh, if we weren't able to work together and treat each other as coworkers, and we wouldn't do that. Yeah. But at the same time, we can still like joke around, and you know, if nobody's yeah. around, we can teach each other or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. That's awesome. Really cool. I mean, that's really cool. Y'all can do that. I don't. I think a lot of times people that start businesses work together, but just like go like being hired by a company and right. working together is maybe not always common. So that's really mm-hmm. cool. I mean, especially outside of like nonprofits. Yes. Or like 
ministry jobs or something like that. So yeah. that is really cool. Yeah, and we definitely trust the people there a lot. And yeah. I think that is a key part of why it helps. Yeah. Or works, I mean to say, because they're awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to move on to a completely different topic. Okay. And it's going to be focused on Mike at the start, because I know he kind of like got y'all into your family into this. Mm. But, um, so you guys have done Dave Ramsey's financial peace, whatever thing. And I'll let you explain it. Um, financial freedom thing. And so, and I know we've talked about it, but a lot, a lot of our guests may not know. So tell us, kind of give us the whole journey of that. So what made you want to start that? Why was it important to you? And kind of what have you seen? Like, benefits from it mm-hmm. um and then amy i'm gonna have you talk about a little bit just kind of i know that mike kind of led that so what was your initial thoughts to that all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so mike what made you even think about dave ramsey financial peace that kind of thing and why has it been really important to y'all's family um i'm definitely all or nothing okay so like that's just my personality right like, you know negative things and positive things. Yeah. And and it's usually one or the other. Yeah. So I either go in a really bad direction or a really good direction. Right. And so for me, like, I was terrible with money. Did a lot of drugs. I just was irresponsible. Um, and then in college, even when I wasn't doing drugs, like, I just blew my money. I yeah. I just didn't, I didn't care. Yeah. And I didn't really feel a lot of responsibility. Right. Um, so I think, I think what got me started was a friend of mine's mom had the CD set and he gave it to me. Yeah. And I probably drove around with it in my car for like a year. <laughs> and then I finally just put it in one day and then just listened to the whole thing. And then right. just listened to it over and over. And it just kind of hit me at that point that it's up to me. Mm-hmm. But my whole life I'd never really thought in terms of um, you're either a victim or you're responsible. Yeah. And I'd always just probably taken more of the victim side that, yeah. you know, life will happen and you just kind of roll with the tides and right. let what happens happen. And Maybe you get lucky, maybe you get rich, maybe you don't. Yeah. And that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, so I've really just had no vision for, for finances, for life, for any of that. Yeah. Just kind of hope things would work out. So it was just really helpful for me in the way my brain works to have a plan and, um, you know, have a vision for if I do these things, it'll set my family up for success. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Honestly, though, as a single person, it was more just learning about it, but mm-hmm. not a lot of doing. But once I realized that I was getting preparing for marriage, then that's when I really stepped up and started mm-hmm. actually doing the things. Yeah. Um, so, can you give me a quick rundown on what this like plan looked for y'all's family? Not necessarily day to day, but what this um, budgeting, this new but Dave Ramsey budgeting system looked for your family. Like what. And the results of it. So sure. the results of you guys completing it, technically. <laughs> so, I mean, I definitely, to start off, I'd say we're both really blessed. You yeah. Know, um, both come from middle class families. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe one family more than the other. But, um, and we live in an inner city area, so yeah. we're, we see a lot of poverty on a day to day basis. Um, but with that said, we still were not, either of us were not in a good place financially. Yeah. We both had college debt, Amy had a car loan. Um, and I didn't, neither of us made that much money, honestly, when we got married. So I can't remember what was the other part of the question. Just what, 
What's the budgeting? Yeah, what does it look like? So what what did it look like when you started? Yeah, you started doing it with your family. So so practically the the yeah. the baby steps, as Dave Ramsey has put it, are save a thousand dollar emergency fund, pay off all your debt, save three to six months. Yeah, emergency fund. Um, invest for retirement, save for kids' college, pay off your house early, and then build wealth and mm-hmm. be generous. So. Obviously, I started at Baby Step 1. Yeah. Um, put $1,000 in the bank. And then 2 was the debt snowball. So that was where, you know, when we got married, that's when we started. Yeah. Um, and that was that was tough. I mean, that was hard to, to convince Amy. Um, that was really scary just to look at how much debt we had and yeah. how little our income was and to really even think it was possible. Yeah. And y'all completely got out of debt in how many years? A year and a half. You're in half. Wow. So. So, okay. So, how, what was the hardest thing about, so, y'all got out of two school loans mm-hmm. in car debt in a year and a half, which must have meant that on the spending side, or that year and a half, I can imagine, was just really hard when it came to figuring out what to budget, figuring out what you can and cannot do or cannot buy, especially if you're not used to that. Um, wh- what was the hardest thing about that? Amy, why don't you answer this part? Mm-hmm. And then Mike can also answer. Sure. Well, Mike presented the idea of doing this financial peace university slash freedom process when we were engaged. I will always remember that conversation. (laughs) We're in our house, the house with me and my roommate, sitting in the living room, and we were talking about this. And I remember just feeling like, what the heck? I'm going to have no life. (laughs) Just completely like what my my life is crashing down <laughs> and I just cried and cried and it was one of our hardest first conversations just like what is happening um and we've talked a lot about that because it was more like here's the steps this is what we got to do it was less like here's the vision long term where it's yeah. going to get us mm-hmm. and um Mike really when we got married took charge on helping me understand what the vision was. So the vision is, um, Dave Ramsey says all the time, you live like nobody else so you can give like, live like nobody else. And we always kind of add at the end because then you can give like nobody else. And he talks about that too. And that last baby step is building wealth so you can be incredibly generous. And the long-term goal is what you really have to keep in mind of like, True financial freedom, nothing holding you back, and just no able debts. to do whatever you yeah. want to do with your money mm-hmm. and give as much of it away as you want and have as much of it as you want, basically. Um, so as that vision started really taking over all the, like, what is happening, fears, mm-hmm. um, more, more of my type A personality just came in where it's like, okay, this is the budget, these are our parameters, this is what we're going to do, but... It was very much like a beans and rice lifestyle for us the first year and a half of marriage. Um, we So you could do this budget well, yes. essentially. We, yeah. that debt snowball, we truly were intense about the debt snowball. So <laughs> we bare-bonesed every category of our budget, and including food, which is very sad for me, and um, just really worked hard on paying off our debt and yeah. working that snowball. And so we were able to get out of debt less than half the amount of time we originally projected it taking. Yeah. Which was just, for me, that was the most beautiful, like, wow 
thing is just how affirming it was to see like as we walked this out and were faithful to the program and the steps and the like living in the parameters Mm -hmm. we were our income was then multiplied and we were able to do it a lot easier yeah you know and quick more quickly so um it was hard we had a lot we did those monthly budgets monthly budget meetings and I would bring things up every month. I want to do this. I want to buy that. <laughs> I want to give this person a gift. And it was like, nope, <laughs> do that. Or we we did like make things work and mm-hmm. became resourceful. And yeah, I'm very grateful for that season. I feel like it unified us so much. Yeah. So uh, you just in your marriage in general. In our marriage in general, just yeah. being on that plan together mm-hmm. and really being committed together was very uniting. Mike, what would you say to someone who's really nervous about (laughs) jumping into something like that? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, so on the podcast, we've actually had a couple episodes back, someone that like completely talked about budgeting. And so Mm -hmm. she actually started a nonprofit Mm -hmm. called Loan Free Student um, that she kind of encourages and helps people get out of debt, especially student loans um and she's done kind of the dame dame dave ramsey thing and so even in that podcast she kind of talks about just the importance of that and what Mm. that's done for her life and she um she's a single mom with two kids and so just how that's really been helpful for her but what would you because it's kind of i mean it's scary to to budget which sounds crazy but to budget in a way where you are really starting to say no to you have to say no to some things Mm -hmm. um so, I mean, what would you encourage, how would you maybe encourage that person who's kind of scared to take that big leap? Because Dave, Dave Ramsey has some really intense things to do, right, right. so you can yes. get out of debt quickly, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, FOMO is a huge thing these days, like, you're missing out <laughs> of everything, so it's like, well, I'd rather just live my life than, mm-hmm. you know. So, well, how would you encourage them, you think, or what would you tell them, or push them in that direction? I think it's all about being real with yourself. Right. So... What do you really want? Where do you want to be in 10 years? And then how are you going to get there? Yeah. And I think the, the biggest problem people have is not that they don't know what they want or mm-hmm. lack of initiative, but it's just they don't have a plan to get there. Right. So just like I was saying before, they just kind of hope things work out, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely where I was. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, if you've got debt, if you've got money issues ignoring it's not going to ever make it any better yeah you know that that check's not coming in the mail you're not you know your your student loans aren't just going to get written off tomorrow it just doesn't work like that so you can either um ignore it and do nothing about it or you can face it and and do something about it yeah and for me the the biggest thing is i understand um that I, i would rather sacrifice today so that I can, you know, enjoy something tomorrow. Right. So, and that, and that's all it is. Yeah. I mean, for us, it was it was rough. You know, it was two years. It was rough. Um, and you don't have to go as intense as we did, but we really wanted to get out of debt. And yeah. Really wanted to have that, but um, just what we've been able to do on the back end of that yeah. for the last year has been really cool and um, just put us in a lot better place. That's awesome. Sweet. So I'm going to shift to one last topic before we finish, um, and that's about community. So I know something about both of you um, and is that y'all have a huge community of friends outside of your marriage. So, I mean, like, Amy has her girls, you have your guys, um, and you had that community even before you got married. Um, can you tell me kind of the importance that community plays in your life? Because I think, especially 
in your marriage and having married community, but also single friend community. Um, because I think there is this, um, sometimes this thing that happens is, you know, people get on love and stuff and get, and get married <laughs> and then they lose community with their friends. Um, like with, you know, so the, the wife or the woman with, with her girlfriends and the guy with their guy friends and just kind of become this like box of exclusive exclusiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think y'all do community really well. Both of y'all have like traveled to visit friends separately. Um, who both even happen to be single friends and just, I don't know, just, this is a lot. So we're going to start off with this. First of all, the points of community and then also having community with people in different stages of life than you. Mm-hmm. So married and single and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyone can, can jump in at this point. Well, I would say the importance of community is extremely important. <laughs> Whether we are actually always doing that well is another Mm-hmm. answer. But I do think that our um, our, our coming to true faith um, in college and our experiences in college, you know, separately, just really diving deep into our campus ministries and the close friends that I've, I made and Mike made, that really set us up post-grad to crave that and, like, have tasted it and yeah. not want to live without it. Mm-hmm. So when we moved to Durham and we joined the ministry here, it was all about being being in community for the community and really getting to know our neighbors. And I just feel very grateful that my, you know, my start of my adult life out of college was set up in that way of that context mm-hmm. of this is how you can live out the gospel in your life. It doesn't happen outside of being in real community with people. Mm. I don't think that that was necessarily like me all, you know, oh yeah, that's what it... I knew I needed that from my own walk from college, but I also like was very fortunate to have that for me mm-hmm. with what I chose to do after graduating. So I think we've just really continued in that and really kind of zoomed in on these are the people that we are consistently committed to and these are the people that are we need in our life like we need them to see us we need to be you know in their lives we we love them mm-hmm. we want to lift them up we want to be with them and um yeah it's just it's been really good and really needed and I could probably talk a while about that, but I yeah. I think that it's just kind of a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, why don't you kind of hit on more how it's important in in your marriage? Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So like, yeah. why like why do you need people outside of Amy? Because obviously, Amy is your. I mean, she's here all the time. She's your first accountability. I mean, she's mm-hmm. your wife. But mm-hmm. why do you need? Like, guy friendships or even guy time, you know, guy time, like, outside of your marriage. Mm -hmm. And how does that benefit you in your marriage? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I think for me, even outside of my marriage, I I needed community. So, I grew up non-Christian, not even close to being a Christian, not even liking Christians. (laughs) So, for me, community was really important to begin with because... 
I didn't think there were any Christians that were like me yeah. um, that I could identify with. Yeah. So once I saw people who were like me, who had lived you know, a life that I'd lived, um, I could see myself in them. And that gave me faith to, to right. walk out the, the faith walk and know that it was possible. Yeah. And so um, fast forward to marriage, you know, if I'm on my own, marriage feels really hard, really difficult, really confusing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just need to see it walked out in someone else's life. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I sit down with one of my guy friends who's single, you know, they can give me a different perspective on life. Yeah. And that helps me in my marriage. And when I sit down with one of my friends that's married then they give me the perspective of what they're going through. Yeah. See, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter if yeah. that happened. Um, it just, it just completely um, allows me to have faith to, to do those things. Yeah. That's good. Sweet. Yeah. Do you think that? Mm, you don't I have would, to. <laughs> I would just add in terms of like the importance of it in marriage. I've felt very, um, I guess, It's helped me humble myself to have community in my life who know Mike and I as a married couple and who can say, who can hear me complain or whatever my problem is and just say, you know what, Amy, I know that's hard, but we know Mike and we know his character. Yeah. And we know that he's leading you and basically just encourage me back to like, don't make it about me Mm -hmm. because it's not about me and we trust, like, I trust Mike, they trust Mike and... We we trust that our marriage is worth. It's gonna grow. It's gonna change, and it's worth the difficult time. So that's really helped me because I really think I'm right all the time. Oh. And I recently heard like you can either be right or you can be married. And I really do want to be married, but a lot of times I really want to be right. So I need people to be able to tell me like you think that, but it's yeah. gonna be okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this has been so great, and so I'm just going to have y'all say one last word. Mm-hmm. Incur- I want y'all to, um, it's going to end a little differently than a lot of my podcasts since y'all are my married, first married couple, yeah. but if y'all could just encourage someone in their marriage okay. right now, um, since this podcast has kind of been all about that, and that's what I wanted for this first one. If y'all can encourage someone in their marriage um, right now, like what is like just one nugget of wisdom that you want to give them you know give them that you've learned or that you just want to say this is what I think or this is what you know whatever it is so Mm -hmm. it's a general marriage encouragement Mm -hmm. so you can go from the you can come from that if they're going through hard times is what I would say or you know or you can give them a date night like advice anything it can be fun or serious or whatever you want to do do you have yours I don't know. Okay, well, I so we just got to witness one of our very best friends get married. Yeah. And something that um, I never told Drew, but um, she already knows this. But anyways, I would encourage Drew and Wilson to simply remember that they're on the same team. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that thought has really kind of taken me from the emotional, in the midst of conflict, almost spiraling out of control, thinking of that, and then kind of lowering me back down, grounding me of, we are on the same team, and some things truly are not worth conflict. They're not worth fighting Mm -hmm. over, um, learning how to let some things go, and not see yourselves as pitted up against each other, or 
as, you know, enemies. Yeah. But as truly, like, as a married couple, you are the same team. You're in it together. Um, I just encourage Drew and Wilson to fight for that and to remember that. And I really pray that blesses them. Yes. Awesome. You did it well. So, yeah, I didn't tell you to pick a married couple to encourage. Um, but you don't have to say their circumstance. But if you could mm-hmm. just think of someone that you're like, oh, this person needs encouragement. So if they were listening to this, I would. And you can give a vague encouragement if you don't want to go into details. Mm-hmm. Not still from Amy. Yeah. I think what Amy said earlier about you can be right or you can be married. Yeah. That's so true. It's yeah. so hard for me because I just want to be right yeah. all the time. And lately, I don't know why, but I've been thinking about, like, what would I do if Amy died? You yeah. Know, what, and how would I feel about the things that we argue about? Yeah. And so that's that's one of the perspectives I'm trying to have. Yeah. Is in that moment when there's something little that I want to make a really big deal about and get really upset about, in the, in the grand scheme of things, at the end of our life, whether that's 50 years from now or... 50 minutes from now. Yeah. Like how, how important is that? And, and what would I have wanted to say? Yeah. And so how do I live my life that way? Yeah. It was really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Know? That's so, awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. You've been so Thank great. You, Thank you, Margaret. Yeah. Awesome. Say, you. you can say bye to all our guests. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>